0: Buenos and half a day, everyone. Welcome back to One with Grief, episode four. I'm Kate Baltazar Dodge. I'm an advanced grief recovery specialist under the Grief Recovery Method, uh, trained in the Grief Recovery Institute. And uh, I'm super happy that you're joining me today. Um, I hope that you are all well. And um, I really appreciate you spending time with me today. We've been talking uh, about. All things grief and not an easy topic uh, to talk about. And um, I always, I like to always start off um, by saying that um, we have to normalize talking about grief and seeking help for grief, seeking help for any mental health or emotional health challenges um, that uh, we may have. Um, we think nothing of going to the doctor when we have a sprained ankle or when we have a cold, or when our stomach hurts or when our tooth aches. Um, we should have the same enthusiasm, the same will to action to seek help for our emotional health. So, um, in this episode of in this episode of One with Grief, I want to talk a little bit about holiday grief. And I contemplated whether I should talk about this or not. Uh, but seeing as the holidays are just around the corner, um, I felt like maybe sooner rather than later, um, we should bring up the topic of holiday grief. And because grief recovery is all over the world and, uh, we see clients in dozens upon dozens of countries in many, many different languages. Um, I have been able to pull some resources uh, from other grief recovery specialists around the world. And I received um, this link from uh, our friends who do grief recovery in the United Kingdom. And um, they have put together this wonderful uh, navigating the holidays, um, uh, sort of a primer, navigating Christmas. And uh, navigating Christmas for the first time, it reads, without a loved one can be particularly painful. We're not taught what to say to grieving friends, so we end up saying a list of platitudes that we've heard others say, such as, I'm sorry for your loss, or I'm thinking of you, which are great for acknowledging a loss, but don't really do anything. And sometimes they can even be unhelpful. For example, saying that time heals when all it does is pass without changing anything isn't that right we talked about how that's a myth of grief right um we talked about how um time heals all wounds well time passes but it doesn't necessarily heal it's what you do in the time that's passing that will heal that will heal you um it continues on Christmas can be an isolating experience for people grieving the death of a loved one under normal circumstances. This year has been, this year has been especially challenging for families who live apart, who haven't been able to grieve together and they need their friends more than ever. So they put together this ebook to help support you through this festive period. And it's not just for Christmas. Um, here we are. It's, um, It's uh, going on, you know, uh, wrapping up the first week of November and the holidays are upon us. We have Thanksgiving just around the corner and how we eventually uh, navigate another pandemic Christmas is going to be very key in in ensuring that we have stable and solid emotional mental health in this time, because while it's the happiest time of the year, and most especially for Christians all over the world, um, we, celebrate the, we celebrate and commemorate the birth of Jesus. Um, and in general, you know, and we can have a separate discussion about commercialization and marketing, but it's the biggest, happiest, joyous, um, most extra time of the year However, for many, it's, it's a struggle. It's just a struggle to get through um, day to day. And so uh, I'm trying to get through this, uh, this uh, guide here with you because um, the earlier we talk about this, the better off everyone can be. And these are just some easy, some, you know, things that we can talk about. Let me just get through this. So, Christmas cards. Okay, and this again is from, um, this again is from, uh, from uh, our friends in the United Kingdom uh, who do grief recovery there. Um, the do's and don'ts of Christmas cards. Many of us struggle to know what to say when someone has been bereaved. But at least with the card, you've time to think about it, so it's easier, right? Wrong. It's easy to cause unintended hurt by not thinking through what that pre-printed message might mean to someone who is bereaved. So we're talking specifically uh, the loss of someone uh, through death, right? Uh, sending anything that has the words happy, joyful, merry, etc., because again. The rest of the world is celebrating and commemorating, but each individual person who has lost someone, especially in these last couple of years, and especially due to anything pandemic related, is not going to be happy, joyful, or merry. Um, Don't rely on the printed message, make it personal. So, this is something that you could do, you know, um, to express how grateful you are that this person is in your life. You know, how much you appreciate their friendship or enjoy working with them. Um, So it's best to highlight uh, these things in a way that doesn't forcibly uh, try to make them um, happy if that is not their emotional truth, right? There isn't anything wrong with trying to send cards or gifts over the holidays to try to cheer people up. But at the end of the day, we're most importantly, most concerned with them living and speaking their emotional truth. Don't assume that the loss is in any way a good thing or a blessing. For example, we say, oh, at least they're not hurting anymore. At least he or she is free from pain or something similar like that. Um, Also, don't make this about you. Remember, this is a little gift of showing you care about them. So put some thought into it and make it personal to that person. Don't tell them what to do, such as get out and enjoy yourself. It will feel like you have no idea where they are, and they won't be able to trust you with how they are really feeling. Um, Some people are ready at different times to re-engage, socially or in the workplace or you know, maybe uh, in the different clubs and organizations that they were a part of before. Uh, People just need to be able to honor their grief and we need to give them the space to do that. So um, telling them uh, to get out there and do things. Simply sign your first name. Okay, don't do that. Make sure that somewhere on the card or envelope are your full contact details. Grieving people have a reduced ability to concentrate. You might not be the only person With your first name, they know, and it's too hard to work it out from handwriting when you're struggling. So if you really are trying to make them feel better and you want to be there for them um, and be someone that they can turn to, um, make sure you, you sign your name and then, you know, maybe on the envelope, put your mobile number or something like that. And, you know, that way they'll know exactly which, for example, if I just put Kate, they'll know which Kate it is. And they're like, oh, this is a Kate. That's the grief recovery specialist. Uh, I think I want to reach out to her. And so I'd put my mobile number there. Okay, so don't. The do's. Choose the image on the card carefully. The more raw the grief, the more likely happy Christmas or merry Christmas will feel like a cruel dig rather than a friendly message. Oh, it is safer to choose a blank card with an attractive image that your friend would relate to rather than anything seasonal. So I guess the, the point is don't feel pressured into sending a card that has, you know, Merry Christmas or Happy Christmas or Happy Holidays. Um, because again, it might not be happy and it isn't happy for many, many people. So just having that sensitivity and maybe just sending a card with a nice floral design or, you know, something that Uh, says thinking of you or something like that, right? Something that lets them know you're thinking of them, but again, is not forcibly happy. Forcibly, you know, like, be happy. Here's a card. (laughs) I want you to be happy. Okay, so let them honor their emotional truth. And if their emotional truth is that they are sad and grieving, that's okay, and they have to feel safe and understand that it's okay. Do write your message out on rough paper first, like a draft. Even if you think you know what to say, putting it down on paper first will help you to ensure it reads all right first and it will fit in the space available. If it doesn't, include a note with the card as well. So that's this kind of a practicality, kind of a structure thing. You think you know what you're going to say and you write it down on this card and then you realize, oh, I don't know if this sounds... It sounded good in my head, but now that I'm reading the words on the paper, I don't know if I want to say that or mention it. So save yourself a card, do a draft. Share a fond memory that includes the person who died, if possible. Stories about a shared occasion or even a shared moment help reassure the bereaved that their loved one will not be forgotten. So there's two ways that you could think of this. And again, this is case by case and each individual will be different. So if you know this person well enough <clears throat> and let's say they lost their spouse or a child or their sibling or their grandmother or something and you knew that person, if you do it in a tactful and tasteful and warm and caring way, I think they will appreciate the memory that you have of, of, their, of their loved one that they lost. Uh, I have a very good friend of mine whose dad uh, was someone that I knew in my younger days uh, when I was very new in my professional career, who was a mentor to me. And uh, it was a shock that he passed away. No one expected it. And uh, it's one of the things that she mentioned was, you know, Kate, you said something um, about my dad that, I knew, but it just felt nice coming from you. She said, I knew that he was a mentor to many. I know that he cared so much about developing young leaders. But um, the day that he passed away, you said more than just, I'm so sad, I'm sorry for your loss, condolences. Um, And you shared that uh, moment in the hallway at work where he stopped you and said, uh, come here, I want to show you this uh, this article. I really think that uh, this is important for young leaders. And which he did, and he did that all the time. You know, he was always looking for ways to have these mini moments of mentorship. And, uh, and she appreciated it. So um, that is something that we have, you know, uh, together. Um, because not only are we super, super good friends, but... Uh, also, you know, she knows that I, I understood that and I cherished that about her dad who had passed away. So um, it's always nice to kind of include uh, a memory if you feel that person will receive it um, in the way that you intend. Um, right from the heart. If you tell the truth about how you feel, this will come across. It does mean expressing genuine thoughts and feelings. Use, I imagine, uh, I can't imagine, to express empathy, for example. I can't begin to imagine how much you miss XYZ person. There is something very non-threatening about the word imagine. It allows you to express the truth without imposing your feelings on them. So remember, again, it's tricky with grief recovery, and it's tricky with somebody who is grieving, right? While you want to express to them that you empathize, You don't want to offload on them. You don't want to offload because that's not their emotional truth. It's yours. (coughs) Excuse me. So you can find a way to express that you relate to what they're feeling. You don't know exactly what they're going through because you're not them. Um, And you also don't want to offload your own grief. And compound their grief. Um, There are also some uh, fun ways. I know that sounds strange, but there are some fun ways uh, to make this about them, including snacks, you know, that they like, or uh, maybe a book or a poem that you know they like, and uh, including that. There are so many different ways that you can help somebody um, through this holiday season um, in their time of grief. So those are just some really quick do's and don'ts. Um, I'm trying to go through here and look through um, this packet. If you want a copy of this, I'd be happy to share it with you. I can PDF it to you. And it. Uh, you can just email me, kate at katebaltazar.com. And it's called How to Support Grieving Friends at Christmas. Uh, navigating Christmas for the first time without a loved one can be particularly painful. We have put together some practical actions you can take to support your friend over the Christmas period. And this is from Maria Bailey and Carol Henderson in uh, the United Kingdom. Uh, they do some really cool things uh, in different parts of the world. Um, for... Um, for uh, um, others who, you know, it's not your conventional sort of grieving handbook. Um, Grief Recovery Handbook is definitely a source and the main source um, that we work from. But I really enjoy these sort of um, specialized resources um, that I get from them as well. I'm trying to um, come through here. But... If you, again, would like a copy of this, um, you can talk. um, I'm sorry, you can email me, Kate, at katebaltazar.com. I know there's going to be a part two of this um, in my next episode uh, for episode five. But uh, this this episode was kind of just touching briefly um, on uh, holiday grief and sort of like just different ways that you could help your friends um, navigate the, the holidays. Um, I think that this topic warrants um, two episodes because it is a heavy topic. And especially as we're going through uh, many things, um, especially on our island in Guam, uh, many are still without work. Uh, our main industry, tourism, has not reopened. Um, and there are going... To be some very very tough decisions in the community leadership that have to be made um, to see how we can help uh, the people in our community. So, if you um, are feel so inclined and you know of somebody who is grieving someone, um, and not just someone who recently lost someone, um, I think the holidays are tied to so many different memories, especially in people's childhood, that you can sort of unearth the, the memories every Christmas. You know, they, they become unearthed. And so it's almost like they're new again. And if you know uh, of someone who could use a little bit um, of support, uh, certainly there are ways to do that in a sensitive and empathetic way, you know, without forcing them to be um, happy or cheery, if that is not their emotional truth, um, it could be it could be very unhelpful for them. Um, so again, email me if you want that; I can send it to you. Um, and that's courtesy of our amazing friends in the United Kingdom who uh, do grief recovery there. Uh, you know i I often think of um, I often think of my own. Childhood and um, the just many kids um, have not had this picture perfect holidays, you know, in a long time, you know, maybe in the dawn of their conscious memory, as we like to say. Um, You know, they, as I'm thinking about, you know, my childhood and all the amazing things that go with being a kid on Christmas, right? Or being a kid during the holidays. We have to be especially mindful um, and empathetic that probably for the first time in a really long time, some kids will be having a very atypical Christmas, atypical holiday season um, that may or may not have all the trimmings that they are used to because circumstances have changed. Financial situations have changed. And um, we have to find ways, because it's the decent and caring thing to do. Um, It's not enough for us just to say that, um, well, it's not happening in my family, we're fine. Um, We have to, among our coworkers, recognize that they may or may not share um the circumstances that they're in uh family members we may or may not know the full breadth um, of their financial situations so um i think it's just the the compassionate thing to do to just be mindful um that while this might still be an amazing christmas for you and your family There are others out there um, and we don't have to look too far um, in our closest circles, friends, families, coworkers that might need an extra sense from you of being uh, empathetic and not. That's not to say that you shouldn't be uh, happy and cheerful and celebrating um, for the reasons that we do celebrate, but. Um, let's hold some space for those who might be having a very different holiday season this year. And I think there we are, uh, the first part of um, holiday grief, the do's and don'ts of um, of uh, carding and gifting. Um, and there's more certainly uh, to that, but this is kind of just as Um, low-lying fruit because we're going to start sending cards out pretty soon or leaving gifts or doing Secret Santa uh, at work. Um, These are just kinds of the do's and don'ts. And uh, again, if you want a copy of this, I'm happy to send it to you. Just shoot me an email, kate at katebaltazar.com. Or you can find me on Instagram and Facebook, uh, KB Grief Recovery, Kate Baltazar Dodge. This has been an amazing time with you. Um, Stay tuned uh, for the next episode, episode five, when we continue um, our talk about holiday grief uh, and traditions. Stay well, everyone. Uh, Be safe. It is my absolute pleasure pleasure to talk with you um, about grief, all things grief and grief recovery. Until next time, thanks so much. Stay well. Adios.